you're listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, Kayla Lords here with the one, the only, the you're not as grumpy as you usually are. What's going on with you? I like it, but what's wrong? John Brownstone. You you look at me and say I'm not as grumpy, and you're like, what's wrong? Yeah, because like part of your whole thing is that you're grumpy. <laughs> That's like part of your thing. That's your shtick. That's your like, you know. Day-to-day. I mean, if 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 me being a little jovial today doesn't suit i can amp no, the grumpy I just back know, up like what did you drink slash ingest slash inhale can you share it with me because i like you not being grumpy but i also worry <laughs> there's a reason i i had a relatively good night's sleep what's that like yeah Tell i know me right all about it. yeah i'm very happy for you i, I think it only happens when i shove am, me am, out of the bed and, and jostle me no, when times. I reached the point of sheer exhaustion. Oh, okay. Because my experience of your good night's sleep was a lot of jostling and a little bit of mumbling under your breath. Mm. My favorite was when in the middle of the night I was like, I need you to roll over this way. I need you to roll over. And you did. And you went, okay. <laughs> so, okay. No, no recollection of that at all. None. That's not what we're here for. <laughs> we're already off the rails, y'all. Sorry. This week we're it's been ans- happening a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> this week we're answering a question from a kinkster who is still kind of new at kink themselves, mm-hmm. um, but they're being asked by even newer people uh, if, if they can just have a quote taste of kink from them. They don't want anything serious. They don't mm-hmm. want anything long term. They just want to. They want to try it out with this person. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If you're new here, we help kinksters like you have happy, healthy power exchange relationships. You can add the podcast to your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you'd like us to answer your question in a future one of these, we have a contact page on our website, lovingbdsm.net, called Ask Your Questions. Like, it can't be clearer. Um, It's also located in the show notes for this episode. Uh, Click that link, type your question in, it comes to us as an email, and it may be a future episode. Okay, here's the question. Hey, longtime listener enjoying most of your long ones and shorts. I learned kink and BDSM after my divorce from the ground up, meaning talking about boundaries and limits, yes, no lists and whatnot. Lately, I've come into contact with some people who are newer and haven't experienced much. A lot of the stuff they want is let me have a taste to see if I like it. How would you advise going into a negotiation like that and better using the tools that I've picked up from you and others over the past two years? Okay, uh, I think right off the bat, the, the, the part I would want to address first is, you know, um, <laughs> how would you, you know, begin negotiating something like that? Um, and I, I think I would, the first thing I would say is carefully. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Right. Very carefully. Um, very very carefully. In in that in an in, in a case like this, especially with somebody that much newer that just wants a taste, and and technically there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. because everything we experience in in kink, we come into it, you know, like a an, an unwritten piece of paper, mm-hmm. okay, and you. Before you really know what you like and what you don't like, you you need to experience things. And you know that there's a lot of reason why people say you know try something once, try it twice, to see if you really like it. So you know it really is about getting a taste and seeing what you like. That being said, um, the negotiation process is is 
very important in something like this. Absolutely, positively sit down and use a, a checklist mm-hmm. with something like that. Um, it, it gives a, a clear description of what they want and what they don't want. Uh, the other thing I would say in a case like this, especially with someone um, wanting just a taste, uh, understand your expectations and and get them to state their expectations yes. of, of what's to come of this. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's very, very important uh, because with especially with somebody so new, without understanding their expectations, it's very hard to... I'm not, I don't want to say, not to say give them what they want in, in, to make it sound like, you know, you're a kink dispenser. Right. Um, but it allows you to tailor the experience, mm-hmm. maybe a, a little more to what they're looking for. But at the same time, your expectations are just as important, mm-hmm. you know, because at, at the end of the scene, everybody should walk away basically happy you know with what they've done or had done to them absolutely um i i agree with everything (laughs) i think the overall point based on what you've said and it's the thing that i immediately thought is approach these negotiations as if they are because they are just as serious as any other negotiation Mm -hmm. there's kind of this idea of i just want to taste or i'm just trying it out or i'm just experimenting or i it's almost like oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. It is just as big of a deal because their experience with the experiment um, will potentially determine whether they continue forward and, and are interested in exploring kink. And and it also will affect their mindset of kink going forward. Absolutely. The other thing, though, I would say is that do not feel like you have to be obligated to let them experiment on you. Some people don't mind that. They're mm-hmm. happy to, to introduce people to things and try new things with people knowing that they don't even necessarily know what they want until they try it a little bit. Um, you are not obligated to be that way and to do that for people. Um, for some people, it does feel like being a kink dispenser <laughs> and a kink vending machine. And they're going to, quote, taste this, you know, out, try this mm-hmm. out experiment briefly and then wander off into the ether like that it's okay if you don't want to be that person for somebody that, else and that's as true well. too uh because it does you, you know there there are some kinksters out there uh, you go on fetlife and and you look at some profiles they absolutely do not want anything to do with with um new mm-hmm. people coming into kink and and that is on both sides of the slash whether it's a you know a big d top or or a, a little s you know bottom um there and and that's okay that's their preference mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know and and there are others who welcome new people with open arms right they're, they're, they're happy to they're, be that they're, they're happy to be that that mentor that that teacher and you know lead them on their first experience mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and it is it is a matter of personal preference yep the thing i would say is by treating the negotiation as seriously as you would for any other negotiation, you're going to potentially weed out people who really were thinking you were just a kink mm-hmm. vending machine. That they could just rock up and you'd be like, yeah, I'll just hit you a couple times with this flogger and see if you like it. Right. Where when you take it seriously, you're like, okay, 
what is it that you would like to experience? Here are the questions I have. Mm-hmm. You know, what questions do you have for me? Here's, you know, this is what a safe word will be. This is how we'll handle this. This is here's the safety things and the risk uh, mitigation we need to discuss. And to me, that will weed out the people who are da- just dabbling in such a way that they are unserious enough that they could get hurt or mm-hmm. could cause hurt to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think if they don't take the negotiation seriously, even if it is just for quote, a taste of kink, then that likely tells you that's not somebody you should play with anyway, that that was never gonna end well, yeah. um, whether that's physically or emotionally. Um, and, you know, because the taste of kink, the thing that I think is lacking in um, a lot of people who dabble um, and get in and get out, but like to use the language of kink, is that they don't want to do the work of kink. Mm-hmm. They don't want to think about the safety. They don't want to talk about it seriously. And when you um, kind of put them in that position where if I'm going to be the one that, you know, lets you experiment lightly, we're still going to do this right from the very beginning. And yeah. this is the kind of thing that should happen in any, you know, uh, planned kink encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have this conversation. Let's hash out the details. Let's manage expectations what are we both trying to get out of this what do you want don't you want what are you thinking what are your fantasies like the whole thing um if they're not willing to engage with you on that then you should not be even in a light way playing with them right and and you know let's be let's be upfront about this you know kink is not for everybody Mm -hmm. um for lack of better terms uh, you know back when the 50 shades phenomenon uh both the books and movies uh were around there were a lot of people who were like "Ooh, this looks interesting Mm -hmm. you know and and decided to dip their toes in into kink and you know some did it on their own and and it ended uh rather badly um, other people did uh, wind up at munches or, or going to dungeons and things like that. Uh, the community I was in at that time, they actually had a plan, mm-hmm. um, you know, how to deal with all these new people coming in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here, here's the thing. It, it's, it's a numbers game. A lot of people came in and they were like, oh, this is something I've been missing all my life. Right. This this is the the, the puzzle piece. Um, other people came in, and when they realized it was nothing like the fantasy of, of a book or a movie, they're like, oh, "See you later." Right. This yeah. is not for me. I'll just do some kinky sex and like, right. you, know, you know, not uh, worry about the yeah the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it it's it's a matter of it it's it's going to be hit or miss whether right. you know some people stay, some people don't. Right. Lola agrees. Yeah. That's her howling in the background. And right. We're going to let her howl. <laughs> um, so I think we can basically say the answer to your question is treat this negotiation like any other negotiation. Yeah. Talk about boundaries. Talk about uh, the risks. Talk about what mm-hmm. you want and are willing to do, what they want and are willing to do. Yeah. Um, and if they are unserious about that, then they're probably not somebody you should play with. Right. Um, also, it's okay to decide. Lola agrees mm-hmm. that you don't have to be the one that lets people experiment on you right. if that does and, not vibe. And that, and that's a very good point you brought up. You know, they they need to understand the risks. Um, you know, we we um, use RAC, risk-aware consensual kink. Mm-hmm. Uh, we understand the risks of the things that we do. 
and we consent to that. Right. We understand that it might go off the rails completely, and we try to have a plan in place for what to do about it. To mitigate that. But we know it could still go off the rails. Right. Uh, And those are important conversations to have. I don't care if your taste of kink is like a five-minute thing Mm -hmm. or a five-hour thing. Like, if you treat it with the gravity and the respect it deserves because it can be a serious thing where people can absolutely get hurt. You will either weed out the people who don't want to have to do all that. Right. And, or impress upon this person who is clearly new that this is a thing they should take seriously. Yeah. You could still have fun in the, the scene. You can still have fun with the moment. Um, and then again, part of the recap, manage expectations for both of you, because yeah. if you know, going in that they're just looking to experiment. They're not necessarily looking for something long-term or more serious or, Mm -hmm. you know, a consistent play kind of thing that one, that gives you more information for you to consent to what you want to do or not do. And two, hopefully it helps uh, everybody keep their feelings where they belong and not, you know, end up heartbroken, Mm -hmm. not because somebody did them wrong, but because, the expectations were not realistic for each other and there was no conversation about that. So treat these negotiations like you would any other. Mm -hmm. um, And also decide for yourself if you want to participate in that kind of kink experience with people. It's okay if you don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think that's it. Thanks for listening to this week's Q&A episode. If you want us to answer one of your questions, just use the contact page on our website at lovingbdsm.net or you can find the link in the show notes. Big thanks, as always, to our kinky community over on Patreon. We're able to do this podcast and keep it going and help kinksters due to your support. If you'd like to be part of our community and get access to extra content and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can do that. Just join us at patreon.com slash That's patreon.com slash Or use the link in the show notes.